Okay, well, I've had some time to settle down. Holy shit. <laughs> and I'm still well, freaked you out. Needed, you probably needed the most time, I would say. <laughs> oh my god. I was yeah, you just, definitely did need some time, holy fuck. I was just free, freaked right out. Like, man alive. Like, I'm still, like, I can't believe it. Like, they some they tweeted a jersey, a 17 jersey earlier, and I'm just, it's just like, this is the darkest. Yeah, I saw that. This is the darkest timeline. That. Isn't that bad? That that looks that looks just wrong. It looks wrong. It looks so wrong. It's like if you tried this trade in NHL 19, it would not work. Okay, so why don't we firstly just get to exactly what the trade ended up being when it was finalized. So to Edmonton is James Neal um, and the remaining four seasons of his contract. So they're retaining, um, the Flames are retaining nothing, so they just get Neal straight up. To Calgary, Milan Lucic and the remaining four seasons of his contract with 12.5% retained. So the AAV turns new 5.25 million. So the Flames save <laughs> half a million on the cap. And then additionally, there's a conditional 2023rd round selection. So the conditions on this, which is like, what kind of, this is like a, like, who comes up with these conditions? So there's two conditions have to be met for the Oilers to send their third-round pick to the Flames. So Neal has to record at least 21 goals, and Lucic has to score at least 10 fewer goals than Neal. This is like some weird math question you get in, like, grade 8 math. Well, like, who, who would actually agree to that either? Like, you're expecting Neal to score that much, which he probably will playing with McDavid. But, like... Lucic has to score 10 less goals than Neil in order for them to even get a draft pick. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Matthew, you're trying not to swear. I should have mentioned that. Sorry. Well, sorry. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I swore a bit today, but... Anyways. It, well, a little you know bit. What? You know what? I don't mind it because it's a bit of a safeguard. If, 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 if this deal turns out to be what it looks... Like what we paper, think it's going to be? On paper, Calgary got hosed. Yeah. Um, then at least you're walking away with the third rounder. I don't like. Well, yeah, I'm it's like if, I, if we're if this contract is as shit as it has been, um, it's going to cause an issue in the next, next few years. Yeah, it's literally like Tree conceding. He's like, you know what? This is probably going to be bad. I I guess I'll maybe get a third round pick out of this. <laughs> it's just yeah. so bad. Now my here's here's what I process. Um. Somebody tweeted something, which is a breakdown comparing James Neal and Milan Lucic over the last four seasons. Mm -hmm. So here it is. James Neal, he's played the last four seasons with Nashville, Vegas, and Calgary. Mm -hmm. He has 162 points. Milan Lucic has played the last four seasons with LA and Edmonton and has 159. Really? He has that many? Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. So when you kind of... For me, taking all the emotion out of it, looking at just numbers, these guys are very similar in their production. Very similar. And that's what James Neal, um, as everybody is perceiving, having one down season. Yeah. But not the same. For Lucic, has been perceived three seasons straight, he's just been a bust. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's been able to, to keep up point production with, with what Neil's produced. So, I don't know. Yeah, they, like... They're like, as, as far as their contribution, um, you know, they're very similar. And you look at James Neal, he's at least been playing with, with a lot better teams. Yeah. 
Okay, so <clears throat> there's the positive. You won 51 games with James Daniel. What has changed? Not much other than you're slower. So a few people like, oh, man. Okay, I'll try to just, <clears throat> I pulled up a few positive things first so I can keep myself from having a mental breakdown. Okay, so, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> just looking at a few things here, Sean Tierney, who I like charting hockey, um, by the, the war statistics, so wins above replacement. Lucic was yeah. bad. But Neil was one of the worst in the league, the worst on the Flames. So that's encouraging. Um, but like you said, like the trend, that's what it really freaks me out about this. Because like on the surface, it's like bad for bad. It's zero for zero. But it's like Neil has had one bad year, and I personally don't think he's going to bounce back. But the chances that he bounces back are a lot higher than Milan Lucic becomes even somewhat of a useful player. So that's what well, freaks me goals? out. How many goals did Chase on have playing at the game? Right? Like, you think Neil's like not going to get 20? You can literally have a plug playing with McDavid. He's going to score over 10 goals. Exactly. I mean, who can't sit at the front of the net and just let the puck hit your stick and go in the net? Yeah, totally. So, like... Well, if you're the Flames, you're kind of hoping that that happens if they're going to actually reach... Yeah, I guess. ...in order to get a third-round draft pick. So... But, but at the same time division rival so i don't know I'm yeah so that man. that's where this <laughs> again it falls apart everywhere for me but that's where this like really gets frustrating it's like you literally just did your biggest rival a huge favor you took their worst contract and gave them a player who while we wanted to get rid of still gives them more value than they have and you didn't get anything significant in return other than no not significant you saved like yeah, half a million dollars against the cap so like i said earlier today it's like the things that really bother me are the lack of cap space and the biggest, hugest thing is this stupid ant is no movement clause. Like, what are they going to do, man? Because I guess... Well, I and and like you, like I know you found this, you dug this up. Um, according to the CBA, it's up to the acquiring team if they want to honor that moving forward and it looks like Calgary is going to. Yeah, they're going to honor it. So, like, that's yeah, a really... Yeah, I think they shouldn't have done. Like, no shit. Like, it's ridiculous that they're going to honor that, but I guess teams do that. Well, but it's like, it's if, good if practice. Kind of expecting but... Milan Lucic to be not great, and you want him to be a fourth-line kind of plug guy that stands up for Goudreau when he actually gets oh, hit. Like, I don't know. Like, sure, you could use a guy like that. But no, like, you couldn't use a guy like that. No. Well, even the amount of money they're giving him is like holy crap so like the the fact that that is still in place is and everyone like dude you just i wouldn't be screwing around with that because the time comes for the expansion draft and you're just like kind of hoping and betting like pinder tweeted out he's like remember when jerome mcginnell like waived his no trade clause to go to boston but then at the last second decided he wanted to go to pittsburgh instead and screw the team that's totally a possibility right it's kind of dicey to be leaving such a huge contract and such a huge thing where you could be losing a guy like sam bennett or mangiapani or who knows up to just like oh milan lucic's word that he'll waive his nmc to be exposed in the expansion draft like that's that seems like not a particularly great business move yeah well and there's no reason really why he would he would waive it unless he actually wanted to go to seattle which they probably wouldn't take him but no i doubt it not with that contract yeah so it's less about, again, it's less about like, oh, please take our contract and more about, okay, now we have to leave somebody who's valuable exposed possibly. That's what freaks me out more than anything. 
I gotta say, I do like the revised number now. Six is like just outrageous, but if he's getting closer to that five million, it, it, it's better. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I mean, at least at least that number lowered a bit. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's just do the quick Neil Lucic player for player comparison for a minute here. Okay. So I think Neil. See, here's the, okay. <laughs> I think Neil is. I personally don't think he's going to bounce back. If he was playing on the Flames, I think he gives you nothing. I see him playing with McDavid, and I think he can maybe score some goals. But playing on the Flames, I think he hurts you way more than he helps you. So that's a little positive because it's probably a wash. I think Lucic hurts the Flames more than, uh, or sorry, I think Neil hurts the Flames more than Lucic hurts Edmonton. So <laughs> that's, I guess a plus but I still think like the two absolute goals of this team over the summer as I saw them were to get cap space and to um get faster and they just literally completely did the opposite yeah like that that 500 grand isn't it literally won't buy you anything like it wouldn't even get you Manji Penny on entry level draft so dude it's below league minimum that's not even a league minimum contract space so it's just nothing basically in return for that. But like, if you look at the way Lucic plays, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of something that's positive about it. <laughs> and maybe if you think when Goudreau gets hacked and flashed in the playoffs, no, that see that's BS because I don't watch many. I don't. That's BS. What out. what are you talking about? He's gonna go knock somebody's teeth out? No way! Like, come on. Well, what like, else is he gonna do? Nothing. Like, that's the you're point. Giving up, you're giving up a player that you're scratching in playoff games. He's not another gonna... player that you'll probably end up scratching in playoff games. So I don't know. It, I, I hear people saying that they like having an enforcer on the team. I don't like it, but I don't know. I, I don't know how you get really a big positive out of this. It's kind of. I don't think there's any upside for the Flames really, other than that. Yeah, it's tough to watch. Um, the you know these these big physical players in the last two years have just, they can't keep up. They can't keep up with the game. Yeah. So like I hear like, Oh, tree living is like, Oh, (laughs) he's big and physical and tough. Like I just, I don't, I don't agree with that philosophy at all. Like, what is he going to do? Everyone's like, oh, well, not everyone, but, like, some people who are like, oh, this is good. It's like, oh, he's going to stand up for Gaudreau. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he's a deterrent? Like, this isn't 1999. Like, I'm pretty sure Connor McDavid got hacked and whacked and got his face, whatever, he's been injured the whole time. Lucci's did dick all in Edmonton. And, like, I, it's just like, man, I, I, I don't, I've, oh, man. It just really bugs me that this is the route they're going because I thought we were past. I thought I thought they were past this. I really thought Tree Living was past this. We need a tough guy bullshit. Like I really thought he was. Well, even when they were doing their draft, like we're we're saying how we like how they're drafting like highly skilled players. They're not reverting back to your tough guy mentality with heart and grit. But like you want to have players on a team that actually will contribute offensively to make you win. But yeah. But, I mean, the nature of being outside of, you know, the war room, so to speak, is we don't know the full story. Yeah. Um, and who knows how bad Tree Living wanted to get Neil out of there. Like, you could tell there was some, some shit went down at the end of, end of the year between yeah. the, head, the head coach and, and James Neal. And I think 
you know, kudos to, to Bill Peters and what he did last year. So, I mean, you got to, I don't know. I don't know how bad Drew Living needed to get rid of Neil, but it was, it, it obviously was just as bad as Edmonton needed to get rid of Lucic. Yeah, yeah, so, like, could, so it, could it be worse for the Flames to have like a same like if you picture the same year that Neil had last year, if he played that same way, had the same amount of points and amount of goals, is that really any worse than what Lucic is going to bring to the table? Yeah, so that's the positive out of this is that I think it's probably a wash in terms of um, harming and helping the team. I think they both, I think they both are detrimental to winning on a nightly basis, but I think yeah, may, maybe yeah. Lucic is like a little less detrimental. <laughs> and I kind of, I honestly feel like with the roster that the Flames have, um, Lucic will fit better on the roster. And bottom yeah, six. right. Exactly. Neil, they brought in Neil to play in the top six and yeah. he just, he got out, he got out, he, like mm-hmm. he got to work for those positions. And so having him in the bottom six, it just throws everything off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's the one slight positive there, but yeah, and so, you're not expecting like when you yeah, as you said, when you brought him in, you're you're expecting him to be a twenty goal guy. Yeah, when he was he was slotted in on that top line, that, right? So Apparently it's not, not like they're gonna be putting him in those top six positions, expecting him to score. Like they're not gonna be doing that to him. So I think the expectations a lot lower. They're more yeah. yeah I know you're less disappointed with having Lucic on your team rather than watching Neil only score seven goals in a year. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, which, like... Which would be fine if the contract were the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's where I that's where I keep like, oh, yeah, okay, that's okay. But then, like, and I made a mistake earlier on the... Uh, earlier today, I said Lucic had three years left. No, he's got four. He's got four years yeah. left. So that's, yeah. again, like, that's where this makes it no sense to me because the, it's like, it's tr- it's like Tree Living doubling down on these, like, cascade of just terrible moves. It's, like, all stemming from the Brower contract. It's, like, the a bad contract with Brower, and then he's, like, okay, we'll buy him out. We're still paying him for a lot longer. We're still paying him every single year. And then he's, like, as soon as he does that, he goes and signs the Neil deal. And as soon as he did that, everyone was, like, that's probably not a very good deal. And now it's just, like, okay, well, I guess we're sticking with it. We're doubling down. Like, he needed to make that contract go away and not have, like, not have something just as bad, like, marginally less bad come back. And even if he's going to do that, so this is my big intention, is, like, so... You're taking, you're doing your provincial, your huge, your giant rival a huge favor right now. You're doing them a huge favor, like a massive favor because you're literally taking a guy away that they would otherwise have to protect in an expansion draft in a year. And you're taking that contract and you're not getting anything near near what you should back. Like look at what Carolina did with Patrick Marlowe. Very different situation, but I mean Marlowe is a pretty useful player, I think. And, but he only had one year left, so they could afford to buy him out. But they got a first-round pick out of that. We're going to get a well, conditional third? Yeah, you're not guaranteed anything, and you're probably not going to get anything other than just swapping the player. So, like, when it's just a play—essentially, it's a player-for-player player swap. Like, maybe you get that third, but still, that that is not worth it, you know? And then, like, to me, like, the other thing is, like, I I think you could have—there's there's just other ways you could have gone about— and again, like you said, there's I'm sure there's a lot of other shit going on and he must have really wanted to get Neil out of there. But I mean, like, at what cost? Like, because Lucic to me is the one who's immovable, way more immovable than Neil. Like, did we ever think Edmondson was ever going to be able to move that contract? Like, I, all those... Well, no, but 
all those dumb Edmonton media guys have been talking about it for like months and months. And it's like, oh, what could you get? It's like, I, I'd laugh at that. I'd be like, there's no way you could trade that contract. Like, absolutely no chance. And then here we are with it. It's just like, that's what really burns me up. It's not, it's like, it's bad enough yeah. that Lucic is a flame. <laughs> it's bad enough that he's terrible. It's bad enough that he's making way too much money. But the thing that's absolutely worse is that they didn't even leverage this into anything useful other than to just get rid of James Neal. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, our, our general manager just took on the worst contract in the league. Exactly. Like that, that and should have a price. Players too. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like that should demand. Like again, and it especially when it's the stupid Oilers. Like he should have been like, hey, like, because even early, literally two days ago or whenever we were talking about like, okay, there's been some rumblings. This is hilarious. It would be like, okay, well, you the Flames would take like uh, Nugent Hopkins, Pulleyarvi, and Lucic's contract for Neil and Brody and Froelich or some shit like that. And even that to me seemed ridiculous. But like the fact that you're getting none of those assets back is just totally unacceptable, man. Like totally unacceptable. Well, you're not guaranteed. You're not getting your prospects, and you're not guaranteed a pick. Like, so like that taking on that risk is just not even taking on the risk. Like, because you know he's gonna suck, even if he's better than Neil. It's just like the the it's poor asset management. Not it's not even an asset management. Well, I guess it is because you're taking. Oh, it's just I I don't like it. Even if well, it, all, it all ended up starting with that first initial bad deal with Neil. Yeah, like, no, it all, I, it's I all started with the Brower. It all started with the Brower. Like, yeah. this really takes my faith. Like, man, I'm well, I'm yeah, really... I got, a, I, got a, I got a big question mark now. Right? Like, huge. I mean, even, listening, even listening to his explanation of, yeah. of the player, like, usually when, when, I, when he does something, it's kind of like, well, that was interesting. Yeah. And, he, and I hear him talk, what, like, yeah, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I... From what he had to say about Lucic, I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, no, like all he said was literally the same kind of stuff you'd expect. Oh, he's tough. Oh, he brings toughness to our lineup. Oh, we expect him to bounce back. It's like, dude, you better have a way better answer for why you just took on the worst contract from our biggest rival than he's tough and he, we think he's gonna bounce back. Like, you better have a better <laughs> answer than that, man. Like, like he legit said he expects Neil. To have a successful season, yeah, and he hopes that it's a good deal for both teams. Like, who says that about your fucking right? your rival? Like, terrible. Like, three hours. It is, like, yeah. Like, is if he thinks that, which, like, then he, why didn't he leverage this into like again? Like, I'm, I hate to harp on like the Dougie Hamilton trade, but that's kind of an example to me. Like, everyone's like, oh, we won that trade. He didn't get as much as he should have, and this is just a continuation. Like, I don't know if this guy's a bad negotiator or what, but it's like he just seems content on just like making a few trades once in a while like when's the last time you're like holy shit did he ever win a trade there never he gave away a first and two seconds for Hamannick he gave away Dougie Hamilton and Adam Fox and Michael Furland which has turned out okay but he's still overpaid and now he's like just ah yeah we'll trade you James Neal no big deal it's just like it's ah I don't like it as I've made very clear well I think it I think his best move he ever did was to trade that first for to get Dougie Hamilton yeah. So, like that yeah. Was, that was best move, but. I just, I really don't, you know what? I don't know. I guess we'll see how they use Lucic. Um, I was really hoping this was going to be turning into a, like, okay, they're going to flip him or something. But, I mean, this is going to, like, you think this is going to be bad? 
next year or the year after, just but wait, I mean, yeah, just wait, just wait the four years. Draft. So yeah. that's my, yeah. that's my sure. biggest worry. So, um, I don't know, unless you guys want to talk about something else, why don't we just quickly touch on, again, touch on the, the no movement clause thing. Um, cause that's my biggest concern. Like that is literally the, the massive, most ginormous thing that I can think of that is bad about this well, yeah. trade. Well, and you're not the thing with that. You're not guaranteed that that Lucic will waive that. And like, I don't think he would go anywhere even if he did waive it. But like, he's well within his rights. Yeah, according exactly. To his contract to say no, you need to protect me, and you'd have to give up a well top six forward, top seven forward, in order to keep Milan Lucic on your team. It's, no, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's like a, it, it seems to me to be assuming unnecessary risk when there was absolutely no point for it. That should have been part of the deal. Is like, it's like yeah. with the Subban thing. It's like the no move clause is we're not honoring it. That absolutely should have been a non-negotiable piece of the deal. Yeah, I agree. That 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 is the kicker. That's what kind of just just sends us one right off. Yeah. So I mean. Man, this is just like a, a shit-for-shit deal on the surface. But, I mean, for me, the upside is all for the Oilers. And we really yep. don't... There's not really much positive out of this. Like, And again, like you said, there, I'm sure there was something going on behind the scenes where they just had to get Neil out of there. But, I mean, at what cost, man? Well, it's a pretty hefty, it's a pretty hefty cost. <laughs> like, this is like... Yeah, no shit. What is that saying? It's like fucking... I don't know. I don't know my old saying. Selling the something to do whatever. What the fuck is that saying? <laughs> Selling the... I don't know. The pie in the sky. Yeah, is. good one. So that's what freaks me out the most is the no movement clause because, yeah, I just... I don't get it. I just... Well, even like what we were saying about like trading Brody, it's like you gotta utilize your assets and if you're not gonna get fair market value for him, like I know James Neal, he sucked last year. Yeah. But, like, if you don't get fair market value for a guy, you're better off keeping him. Like, we, we said, if you're choosing between Lucic and Neil, you're keeping Neil. He's on a better contract anyways. You don't have to keep him in the expansion draft. And he probably will bounce back. Well, like, I don't even think he'll probably bounce back. But, I mean, like, okay, let me, let me just talk through this. So, when the expansion draft happens, wouldn't you rather, like, just hold on to James Neal? Like, again, like, I'm, I, I know that I, they had to get rid of him, but, like, I think Seattle would. Pr- he's already been through an expansion draft. He's already been selected by Vegas and had a pretty successful time there. Like, wouldn't that be kind of like a decently attractive guy to pick up an expansion draft? Like, who who's going to pick up Lucic if he even agrees to move his in his no movement uh, waive his no movement clause? Nobody. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to trade that contract anywhere either. Oh no way, dude! Unless you know, I don't think you will. Unless you could do it in like to Ottawa or something. You're stuck with him this year, and like that's the thing. It's four years. Like initially, I thought three years. Okay, they're saving one year, but oh man. Yeah, I mean, if you could, you can try to look at this as a positive, in a positive light. What does he actually bring to your team? I mean, okay, let's say he's on a third line and he has a decent season. What's he gonna score? Maybe twelve goals. Yeah. Maybe chip in for let's say even like twenty five assists. Mm-hmm. Like all all things go well. Yeah, and that's this I year. Mean, you're gonna pay over five million for a guy. That oh, exactly. He'll get you thirty points, maybe. Like maybe and maybe this year. Next year, no. You think he's gonna be better at thirty? What is he? Thirty one now. He's gonna be thirty two. 
Or yeah, he's like not getting any faster. He's, he's so slow. Like it's just like I can't I can't believe we're gonna be paying this guy five five point two five billion. So that's again, that's why like I lay this on the feet of Tree Living. The initial screw up was the Neil contract, and he's just he's like I don't this doesn't get him out of it. This makes it almost worse, you know? Like No, you replaced yeah. him with a worse player. Yeah, he just he's just digging a hole deeper. Yeah, exactly. He's just you know doubling down and, and digging that stupid hole deeper. And again, like I don't think if you were to put Milan Lucic and James Neal and interchange them in a lineup, like the if you were to do that on the Flames, I don't think there'd be any difference. So I'm not s- suggesting that like you know if we had kept Neal, he'd be much better. But I mean the 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 probability of him bouncing back is probably more. And like. It's just like if he, the screw up on the Neil contract was the Neil contract. You don't fix that screw up by bringing in another screw up. Like it's just like, yeah. oh man. Well, so there's one more thing I want to discuss here, and that's playoffs. So, I mean, I was thinking about this. Neil did mm-hmm. dick all to help yeah. us get into the playoffs, and when we got into the playoffs, he did dick all. Right, he was a healthy scratch the last game. Now, if Neil on Lucic does dick all, I mean, we probably still make it to the playoffs. Um, now, does he bring value there? That's the question. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Like, when's the last time he played in the playoffs? Was it with the? Was he with the Oilers that year? They went to the the semifinals, or was it? Well, with, it must have been with LA, probably. Eh? Yeah, he was in LA. This four years ago. So, well, like, I. I mean, I guess at the at the end of the at the end of the day, we're gonna have to wait to watch the full season and see what happens. I mean, if the if the Flames go on a successful Stanley Cup run. Um, then it's all kind of null and void until the next season starts. Yeah, I mean that's this is just the thing that I I just can't I just I can't get around it, man. I just cannot get around the fact that like because now it's just I just I don't understand why you trade one for the other because it's just like same we're in the same position now. And I mean, it's just for the slower guy and a guy who's probably less attractive in a trade and a guy who probably who has a no movement clause and you could be in big trouble with in the expansion draft. So it's just like the negatives outweigh the positives, like not even the positives. <laughs> it's just like the shit yeah. keeps keeps yeah, piling up, no, you know? It is. It's hard to search. For, it's hard to look for positive here. It really is. Well, and I would I would like to think that he would make a difference in the playoffs. But like if you look like at St. Louis, like the people that made a difference in that playoffs is like O'Reilly and Tarasenko. Like their top players, what made the difference? It wasn't because they had a big hulking fourth liner who will go and hit somebody. Yeah. So like, the, he last time he was in the playoffs was in that Edmonton year. He had two goals in thirteen games, um, six points in, in thirteen games. But yeah, like man. I just I'm trying to f- find the positives, but it's just like I, I I can't. I think this is a really bad deal. I think it's gonna age terribly. I to be honest, I think it's gonna be the reason Tree Living gets fired. Like I think it's that bad. Um, I think like if they have a sh- if they have a bad year this year, um, and I think we'll th- I think we all think they're gonna be good, but if they have a crappy year this year and get bounced in the first round of the playoffs again, what do you think is gonna happen? I think he's done. The first one to go. Yeah. Like if they if they lose in the first round again this year, is he fired? Probably. Well, he'd be fired, and then the remnants of what he's brought in 
Like, he, he'll still be playing, after this year, he'll still be paying Brower for a million and a half for two more years. So And then he'll have Lucic for three more years. <laughs> so, yeah, again, like, uh, it just comes down to me, the player-for-player player swap is whatever. It is what it is. It's, it's crap for crap. But the fact that they didn't leverage anything out of this, they took on a bad contract without getting anything in return is just totally unacceptable. So that's my final thought about it. Like, I I don't think Neil brings anything to your team. I don't think Lucic brings anything to your team. I think they're pretty much a wash. Um, but I think Neil is a more attractive asset to other teams, and I think you can get rid of him in other ways. I don't think you. I think you're stuck with Lucic, and you didn't get the. You didn't. You didn't get anything back for taking on a huge risk. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. So yeah, I'm. I, I'm not even curious to see how this plays out because. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm really not happy. Yeah, no, I agree, and, I, and, and where I'm at is, is, is kind of finalizing it is, I hope the team can still have success right. regardless of, exactly. of the contract. Yeah, and that's what kind of freaks me out because, like, you know, you need <laughs> we need cap space so bad and we can't be spending our money on, you know, we'll have the most expensive fourth line in the league. So, yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure there's a there's got to be another trade coming because they need to sign Kachuk and Riddick and Bennett and Manjipani. But <laughs> never in any world did I think we'd be paying Milan Lucic. Like you could literally, I no, I never thought this was gonna happen. No, and like when you te- when you talked to me today, I literally was freaking out. And like I'm I'm hopeful that he <laughs> might make a difference, but like honestly, like. It's, it looks kind of rough it's right bad. now, and it's going to look worse when expansion comes, and then yeah. th- four years from now, it'll look even worse. Like, it, there's no really upside to it. I'm hopeful that he'll somehow make an impact to help out, but, like... Let's just hope I, they can win the, win the Stanley Cup before everything falls apart. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. All right, any other... <laughs> I know I've made the same point 20 times, but any other final closing thoughts? Oh, boy. I think any way you slice it, it's, uh, it's not a good trade. It's not good. But let's hope that they can achieve success regardless. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, it's not looking good. Unless you're Eric Francis, in which case you think, you know, this is a great trade. They need toughness, you know, because, you know, Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna be there in the playoffs when Nathan McKinnon is flying around? Like that's what keeps cracking me up. Everyone's like, "Oh, sweet, this will be great. Come the playoffs, he's gonna be tough." It's like McKinnon and the Avalanche and all the other teams the Flames might play in the playoffs are like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be awesome." We get a goddamn pylon out there to just fly around. Oh boy. Anyways, all right. Well, th- thanks. Hopefully, next podcast we have something more positive to talk about. All right, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, Give me some positives here, hey? Milan, yeah, let, let, yeah, please share share some um, optimistic insights into this. Yeah, um, if you have an inspiring Milan Lucic story, please let me know. I bet, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. We'll catch you next time, I guess.